guys, I am so nervous right now. <laughs> Episode one, and I'm just going to jump right into it. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you enjoyed the intro, the little trailer that I posted before this. And um, let's go. Let's get into it. So I know that everyone feels the pressure of a timeline. We all feel like we have these deadlines to meet. Common ones are like assignments being due on a certain date if you're in school or meetings that we can't be late for or appointments that we can't afford to miss. But a less commonly discussed timeline is one that everyone's trying to beat, and that's just life itself. And what do I mean by that? So human existence is really limited. We all know our day will come, and I'm not trying to be super depressing right now, but no one lives forever, and because of that, we all want to make our relatively short existences mean something. But I personally believe that women bear double the burden. We face not only the normal life timeline, but the feminine timeline that's been imposed upon us since the day you were born. If you didn't pay attention in health class, you will now learn that women are born with a set amount of eggs in their bodies forever. We don't just regenerate sperm like all you guys. We are born with a set amount, and every month, ever since we get our periods, we are just losing eggs. It's like a freaking chicken factory just rolling out of us, and we're done. Our baby-making ability is going down and down and down and down and down. Now, it's not 1950. Women are not baby machines, and you're probably wondering, well, how the fuck did she get into this? Why is she talking about reproduction right away? I'm talking about it because as women, we are told from day one that our reproductive clock is ticking. That imposes a set of restrictions on everything else. When should we get married? When should we start dating? When should we get engaged? When should we get a house? When should we build a career? Can we build a career and also have children? Everything comes into play with this accelerating ticking clock. So everybody's heard it before. If you're going to go to school, you should finish by age blank. If you're going to get married, you should get married by age blank. If you want to have a baby, you have to have a baby by XYZ time because insert a million different reasons why. We've all heard the narrative from all possible sources and especially from within ourselves. And what we don't realize is the immense damage that this causes. We put our dreams on hold or abandon them altogether if we believe that they'll get in the way of establishing our career or having a family by a certain time. We accept love from people that we should have moved on from long ago because we've envisioned a future with them that we do not want to abandon. We don't want to start over at age whatever because by age whatever, we should already have a house or a ring or a baby. Something that I want to mention here that I think is really important is just that if you had asked 17 or 18-year-old me or 16-year-old me where I'd be at 23, I don't think that she would have told you that this is it. I always thought that I would go to college somewhere far away or at least in Manhattan so that I could be kind of away from my family and sort of also close enough to home to visit if I wanted to. I ended up doing one semester in Manhattan before I had to come home from, you know, personal health reasons that I can go into on a totally other different tangent. But that didn't really work out the way I thought it would. I went from living in Manhattan, doing my whole sex in the city, city girl dream thing to back in my parents' house, miserable, waiting for different medical diagnoses. And then I switched majors and I went to Stony Brook and I graduated from there instead of Fordham where I thought I'd be. And I left all my friends in the city behind. 
but it was a good thing because I could be with my family and my boyfriend more often and we didn't have to keep taking the train back and forth or driving back and forth from Long Island to Manhattan back and forth every time, every weekend. So that was nice. I never would have told you that my parents would move away or rent out my childhood home. I don't think I ever would have told you so many different things that have happened to me or where I'd be. It's not exactly where I thought I'd be, but it's not bad. I have a really good life right now. I always have, let's be fair. You know, we've all had our shit, but I grew up pretty damn privileged. I have two parents who love me. I have two parents who stayed together. We only uh, had our financial struggles a few times, like everybody else did. And now at 23, I'm still living in my hometown. I wanted to get out of this place so fucking badly. I hated high school. I hated it here. I wanted to leave as fast as I possibly could. And then I fell in love with a boy who happened to be here. And somehow home didn't seem so bad anymore. Not just because of him. I have some pretty good friends and, you know, sorry guys, love you. Didn't mean to forget you. You guys are fucking awesome. You're not just pretty good. You know who you are. There are a few people who made high school and living in this town slightly bearable. But I never thought that I'd stay here. I never thought that I'd love it here. I never thought that I'd be telling Justin that I don't want to move or that I don't know if I can move because I just love it here. Meanwhile, 17-year-old me wanted to just go anywhere else, always constantly talking about Europe. I wanted to go to Europe so badly. I wanted to book a one-way ticket to France and never, ever, ever come back. Now I have a house in my hometown and a puppy and a really cool fucking life. But it is not the life that 17-year-old me saw. And I think that that's really important that Dreams change and people change and shit happens and life happens and maybe you won't end up exactly where you thought you'd be, but maybe you're right where you need to be. I know it's so cheesy. I know everyone says that, but maybe this is where we all need to be right now. Even if it's shitty or uncertain, most of you listening are probably between the ages of 20 and 30 and everything is uncertain. Everything is teetering on an unstable platform. But maybe we need to be here because everybody goes through it, right? Everybody's been here before. Maybe we need to be in this unstable, uncertain place. And that's just where we're meant to be right now. And you know what? Maybe where you end up in five years is not where you thought you'd be. But you know what? It's going to be where you need to be. And I just want to point that out, that even if your present doesn't look like what past you thought it would, well, you know what? Past you is an idiot who doesn't know shit, okay? 17-year-old me didn't know shit. I thought I did. At 23, I am wise enough to know that I don't know anything. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind. So you guys can see how my toxic timeline did not work out the way I exactly thought it would and how that just kind of fucked me in the head for a little bit and, and it just didn't work out. The timelines are wrong. They are wrong. They don't make sense. So now that we've talked a little bit about my backstory and where I started and where I'm at, now we could talk about the relationship aspect versus the individual. And the reason that I want to talk about the relationship aspect of it is because it does matter. Most of my friends right now are feeling so much pressure 
to get into a relationship just because if they're not in a relationship soon, maybe they won't be in a relationship that's long-term enough by the time they want to have the things that they want. And I also want to say that not everybody wants this out of life. Not everybody wants kids. Not everybody wants marriage. And that's fine. That is so absolutely fine. It is so fine for you to not want the things that have been shown to you all the time on TV, in magazines, on social media. It's fine. You do not have to want the same things that everybody else seems to want. Because you know what? I guarantee you a lot of people probably don't want it to look the same cookie cutter way that they think everyone else does. I personally have always wanted to get married and have kids, but I also had a really good experience growing up. I had parents who got married and stayed married and they were really supportive and I think they did a pretty good job of raising me. I only got dropped a couple times, as good as any parents can do, you know? And they always loved me unconditionally. And even though I wanted to strangle my mother, sorry, mom, I love you. I know you're listening right now because you were my biggest cheerleader and I love you so much. But even though that I wanted to strangle you and you wanted to strangle me between the ages of four and 16, after 16, you are my best friend and you were my best friend throughout that whole thing. And I've always been a daddy's girl. So dad, I know you're listening too. And I really appreciate you. Um, thanks for being the day one. Love you. I love you too, mom. So as you can see, I had a good foundation. I had good parents. I had a pretty damn good childhood. So I want kids. But a lot of people don't. And that's fine. The reason that I want to talk about the relationship aspect of it is because if you do want kids, if you do want to get married, or if you do want to just have a long-term partnership, even without signing a piece of paper, there are all of these other things that start to come in and start weighing on your shoulders. So that's why I wanted to talk about relationships and how they play into this timeline also. I've seen women forgive the absolute worst in people, and I've done it myself. We've built up this bright, sunny future inside our heads, and we ignore everything that's happening in the present just because this future that we've built in our own dreams outweighs the present shittiness. We fall into the abyss of waiting and hoping for the future and waiting for everything that we've envisioned to happen, and we ignore all the red flags waving themselves furiously at us in the present. Anybody who doesn't contribute positively to your life is not a worthy partner. It's plain and simple. Of course, you're going to disagree and fight. Human beings can't coexist without conflict. But if the fighting is so consistent that peace or affection is rare, you have to move on. I can't stress this enough. Someone who's just always fighting with you, always on edge with you, always ready to blow up at the drop of a pin is not your person. And you would think that this seems obvious, but it really isn't. You have no idea how many people, and especially women I've talked to who put up with this for so many years. And I say women specifically, just because men tend to usually be more simple creatures. Again, these are wild generalizations, but this is just from my experience as a woman and from knowing a bunch of men and being with a man. And the male brain is usually just like, okay, I'm unhappy, unhappy's bad, and bad means that this isn't the girl or this isn't the partner for me. And the female brain instead makes a lot of excuses and says, it'll get better, it's just a bad day, maybe I'm overreacting. 
I want to stress something, though. You can't possibly find love without finding yourself and loving yourself. I'm not a psychologist, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is probably the root cause of most toxic relationships. You throw in some past trauma, same anxiety, some body image issues, and then regular daily life stress, and you have the perfect toxic relationship cocktail. The quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower is super overused, that we accept the love we think we deserve, but it's true. How can we possibly expect a partner to love us if we don't love ourselves? And how can we expect a partner to respect us if we don't respect ourselves? How can you possibly expect to experience something that you've never even had? It is so hard to love yourself. Especially unconditionally. I mean, we all put constraints and conditions on ourselves all the time. Bringing it back to the timeline, which is the crux of this whole rant that I went on. We are all so hard on ourselves if we don't meet our own deadlines and our own expectations. Harder on ourselves than anyone else could ever be. So, there's no way to move forward without taking away the roadblocks from yourself and, and stopping this cycle of punishment that we impose on ourselves for not meeting our own timelines. Life goes on. The hours tick by and the days keep going. You don't have to settle. If you've ever had the same conversation for years with yourself or with someone else and nothing has changed, it never will. And if you can't let go at that point of anything, you're hurting yourself worse than anyone ever could. Holding yourself hostage in an unhappy relationship for the sake of preserving a possible future is the ultimate paradox. How could an unhappy relationship ever have a real happy future? This is a relationship with a partner or with yourself. Relationships are complicated and love isn't cut and dry. But we all know when we're just making excuses and exceptions and forgiving the worst of insults and injuries. If you're still with me, I just want to say thank you. Because clearly, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I guess you guys don't either, and that's why you're listening to me right now. But if there's anything I can ask you to take away from this episode, to take away from this long rant and this conversation that's pretty one-sided since I can't hear you guys, throw the timeline out the fucking window. Just forget about it. Try your best. I'm trying too. I'm over here constantly trying to take my own advice. I am so stressed out right now in my first year of grad school trying to figure out what I'm going to do with school, how I'm going to progress in my career, how that's going to fit with the home life I want. And I have to keep reminding myself to try and take my own advice, which I'm also not very good at. I'll admit that. There's no point in competing with yourself. There's no point in standing in your own way and trying to get things done on a schedule that you've created for yourself and deadlines that you've put in place for yourself because you're only standing in your own way and holding yourself back. Throw it out the window, guys. Fuck it. Everything that's meant to be will be. And I know that's super cheesy again, and it's so corny to say, and it's so stereotypical. But I think that it's true. I think we all have to just remember we're going to end up where we're meant to be. We're going to end up with who we're meant to be with eventually. We're going to end up being who we were meant to be and growing into who we are supposed to be throughout the course of our lives. It's going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. 
We all just have to remember that nobody has any idea what the fuck they're doing. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow the podcast here on Spotify. You can turn on episode notifications. You can also follow us on Instagram at WTFMIDoing underscore podcast. Um, and there's also links to my original website, TikTok, and a bunch of other cool things on there, a Redbubble store. So go and check that out if you feel like it. And thank you so much again. I can't wait to share a new episode with you guys every Sunday. Next Sunday, tune in for more dysfunction like you've never seen it before. And thank you so much. Goodbye, all you beautiful what-the-fuck-am-I-doing people. I can't wait to see you again. 